This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Thanks so much for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. It's 3D season, and I really want to encourage you to find your local shoots and go do one or two and help you prepare for the bow season. These really are some pretty great motivators to get you going. In in this episode, I'm going to go over really where to find these 3D shoots, some preparation for 3D shoots, gear to bring, and then I've got two shooting tips that I see a lot of guys screw up. I'm no archery stud, uh, but I do a lot of coaching with people and I see a lot of these mistakes, even on people that are pretty, pretty accomplished bow hunters and kill a lot of stuff. I see this little mistake all the time, these two. So as always, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, like follow wherever it is that you're listening as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, leave a five-star review. There we go. All right, so the first trick is finding these shoots. Sometimes if you're not plugged into the right areas, you're going to struggle with knowing where some of these things are going on, and they just kind of go over your head. Uh, I did just click a little thing on Facebook saying I'm interested in this little local one that was going on, uh, and hopefully just doing that, I'll get a little reminder. I really should put it in my calendar. Uh, so I know that's that's going on. But I know if you're not a social media guy, get over it. That's a way to stay connected. It really is a way to 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 know what's going on and, and be connected with people. And that's not just Facebook. Facebook is not something I put a lot of effort into, uh, and neither do a lot of companies. They're gonna they're gonna start using Instagram, and I know that's a, a big barrier for some people, but uh, it's a way to stay connected. So I encourage you to look into it, even if that's just to to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, so on those social media platforms, follow those different groups that are in your region, in your area. Uh, some of the, the hunting groups, the um, bow shops, and uh, some of the little clubs and just group of people that, that uh, get together to shoot. I remember just even like 
Roaring Fork uh, archers. There's a little small group there, traditional archers, and there's a new group now. Uh, they're doing some stuff. So look into those little groups, ask around, ask bow shops, ask those for uh, where are these groups at? And they, they're going to, that's how you're going to get, get checked in. So uh, on next on the list, there's bow shops. Uh, oftentimes they will keep a little running list. And Colorado listeners, I know Red Rocks Archery, they have, they always created a, a shoot list and that had everything from Yankton, South Dakota to Vegas, uh, where some of the big or the biggest shoots in the country are. And so go check out those little shoot lists. A lot of guys are going to travel and I'm really talking, I'm not talking target shooting uh, necessarily. I'm talking about 3d hunts. I've never done a target archery thing. I've tried to do leagues in the evenings. I just, it's a schedule thing. I can't do it just much rather go shoot in my yard or at work. So, uh, these really are for designed for hunters and not just your, your target archer. So go check out, uh, your bow shops. Then look at the big ones, mountain fest, the R 100 total archery challenge, three really awesome events, uh, that I am only getting to do total archery challenge. So another motivation for doing this podcast is going to total archery challenge in the, in the next two days. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, sadly, alpha bow hunting challenge is no more. Uh, that is brand new. Really curious what's going on there. Hopefully, hopefully everything's, uh, okay, but that is suddenly just done for. So not an option. Also look at local ranges and clubs. Uh, there's some small little shoots at those little local ranges where you go slide a couple of bucks into a little slot in the middle post. Uh, those little, little places can have, have them, but advertising is not easy for, for those little organizations. So they're kind of relying on who likes and follows them or and putting a flyer up at a bow shop. So look in the doors of bow shops, look at, look for those things. And then a big one too, would be your bow hunters association. Look at not just yours, but look at neighboring. If you're willing to drive a few hours to go to a neighboring state, it'd be worth it to look at look at those neighboring states, see what they're offering. The next piece that really is a strain on your local bow shop, but also you and, and some frustration is not being prepared. Your bow isn't ready. Uh, you should have put a new string on after last season, and you didn't. Uh, so you go out and shoot. Now you start to see a fray and it's a scramble. Well, crap. Oh, crap. You go to the, the, uh, the bow shop and you see that they're backed up. Okay. You're not going to make it for this shoot. So you're done. Uh, that preparation. Well, uh, it's too late for June 24th today. It's too late for, for some of that for these 3d shoots, but not late for the season. You need to get after it. And I know a lot of, a lot of the local bow shops, wherever the total archery challenges are, that they get swamped with expecting you to make a, make a big change, like put a new string on, uh, in, in just a, an hour or something. Well, typically those have to be ordered in or made right there. And that's not necessarily possible. So you really do have to plan ahead on your preparation. So if you can January, February, March, really, really great times to do your, your bow hunting, your bow maintenance repairs, buy your new bow. That's when both new bows come out anyway. So you get those new bows purchased, get them kind of sighted in at 10 and 20 yards, whatever really close distances. You don't have to go and do anything kind of crazy, but just shooting those close distances indoors, wherever you're able to in the cold months. So get that, that bow prepped and at least dialed in. You don't have to have your bow 
a perfectly tuned bow. You don't have to have that. But as long as you are shooting where you want to shoot, you're going to have a good time. It's kind of frustrating sometimes when you go with somebody and their bow isn't there. They're not having fun and you're not having fun because they're not having fun. Uh, or it's just, it takes some of that competition out of it, which can be fun. You know, having a, see who can shoot a little bit better on this course. Well, if you got an excuse, cause you've you've got a new bow, it's not dialed in and you're just hoping to hit some foam. It's a bummer. So get yourself dialed in and, uh, and make, get that thing at least you should not be in the top of Maybe you are good for you if you are, but you don't have to be in the top of your game shooting wise to go to some of these 3d shoots and don't be, uh, do not be intimidated by the level of uh, distance on some of these shoots like total archery challenge. You see a hundred yards, uh, 111 yards, 100 whatever yards. Don't be intimidated by that, especially if you your max is 40 yards. Uh, go and have fun with those, and and you might want to try getting an idea of how to shoot that far. A lot of these those shots are designed for people with dial-in sights um, because it's hard to do a 100-yard shot if you only have a 50-pin but you can still do some things to, to get an idea of what your, your bow can do. Um, and I realize that's tough for, uh, people pulling 30, 40 pounds, but I don't know, that's, that's something to consider down the road is, uh, or just look at those easier courses at to large challenge. You're not shooting, shooting out to there's the 50 yard or the, I'm doing the black rifle coffee one. And I think that one ends at 70. So I'm, I'm good with that. Bottom line, don't go unprepared. Next is your gear that you want to have. Obviously, your bow. Your bow, uh, go with, over that. Double check all of your things that need to be tightened. Uh, my quiver is one of those uh, on my recurve that seems to loosen every, every once in a while. So get that thing tightened up. Make sure your stabilizer, I think that one needs to get tightened up always on me. Uh, it can be messed up here and there. Uh, but get those things all tightened up. Also, I would encourage you, if you have a backup bow, I'd bring one. I don't have a backup bow. Uh, I sold it and just because I really wouldn't ever use it. Maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. But don't. If you do have that backup bow, pack it up. Pack it and bring it along. Uh, then if you got an extra release, throw that in. Probably not a bad idea as well, just like as if you're hunting. Uh, definitely bring a pack. And many people don't think about this but something for any of the the shoots bring a pack so that you can bring along uh some food and that can be maybe even some of your hunting food you don't want to be that guy with a jet boil cooking some whatever <laughs> right there it's kind of weird but just just some just some regular trail food or a pack of lunch it doesn't matter sandwich but have some food along and plenty of water uh this is summer months so it can get pretty hot and another plug for wilderness athlete or working athlete, uh, definitely need to, to look into that. And, uh, just a little bit of hydrate and recover and energy and focus is, uh, uh, is definitely your go-to to, to just give you that little boost throughout the day. And I'm working on, I've got a tab pulled up to hit submit on my order right now. Cause I'm, uh, I'm low and here's a little tip. Uh, I looked into my HSA stuff through work and I see that you can buy things like joint medication or joint supplements and uh, I can buy sleep aids. So I figured midnight build and joint advantage and unplug 
eh, that should cover, uh, be covered under my HRA. Uh, end of the year, I got to spend the money or I'm going to lose it. So purchase and it's almost like it's free, but yet it's still my money. So check that out. Uh, and then I'll make another order with, uh, my other stuff. But some of that other gear you want to have uh, in your pack is your, or in front of you on your bino harness, you want to have your binoculars. Don't forget your binoculars. Those are a really, really great thing to have to be able to spot that ring or where the rings are. Reinhardt, um, Delta McKenzie, they're all placed a little differently. And so you sometimes you you'd think, oh, that's perfect shot placement, but the 12 ring is actually three inches to the left. Uh, you want to be able to see that if possible, to be able to pick your spot and uh, to, to hit that score high. And then also a range finder, obviously. You may or may not need that uh, just because some of those ranges may be, may be identified for you, but your bow is probably sighted into the ranges that your range finder say. So if they're different from someone else's, although they shouldn't, um, at 81 yards, that makes a difference between 81 and 79. There is a two a yard dif- difference. Uh, it's going to make your arrow do six inches, maybe. Let's just say I'm guessing on that, but it will make a make a difference. Uh, next for some tools in your pack, don't forget Allen wrenches. Um, ex- I put extra arrows. I'm going to bring those. That's another tool, but bring some extra arrows. Uh, other tools you might want little pliers. Uh, I know there's some guys out there that carry a like a little uh, mobile bow press like thing, a string. I, I don't know. I've never used one. Don't know anything about them. Uh, but good for you. That might be an option. Probably would have saved one of our shoots I had with my wife. Or my wife's blow kind of bow kind of blew up ish. So we lost that halfway through a Reinhardt 100, and she had to quit shooting. So that kind of kind of sucked and she was annoyed and we kept shooting and it just it never was back where it needed to be so that was a bummer and she couldn't continue on shooting having a good time uh your clothing it's like your hunting clothes throw on your your boots uh it's a great time to throw on your new pair of boots and work on breaking them in if you got a new pair your hunting pants lightweight probably because it may be hot uh layered your socks so you can protect your feet if your feet are not in great shape uh, rain jacket, because you never know, especially if you're in the mountains, a uh, spring storm, especially this year. We've been getting a lot of, in June, normally this is our, maybe a more drier month, we're getting a lot of rain showers coming in. We've got one coming in the next next hour or two, so uh, definitely want to have, have that just in case. And even, I did put down here for you, Danny, I saw an umbrella uh, so for shade or rain or whatever. Uh, throw that in your pack. Won't be in mind, but uh, guys swear by it. So it's, it's an option. Uh, see a lot of guys with little stools or chairs. Sometimes it's nice to just sit down somewhere and there's no real great place to do it. So not a bad option. If you got one of those little foldable things you can carry around, uh, and, and deploy it easily. So that might be something to consider an arrow puller, an arrow lube, uh, definitely bring some arrow lube. It's a pain in the butt when people don't have what they their arrows really stick and they're, you're pulling a target down just to pull arrows. So lube them up and then an arrow puller is kind of nice too. If you don't have that grip strength, uh, bow stands or the, the little limb leg things. Those are, those are great and all I have them have one. I don't really use it. So, uh, maybe I'll throw it in. We'll see for total archery challenge. It's not really the, 
the ground to to set something a bow down all that easy anyway sunscreen tick repellent all those for obvious reasons lastly i got a couple of shooting tips for you to work on didn't want to give you too many but i got two here that i see a lot of folks mess up all the time and the first is our grip i see a lot of guys with a vertical grip where they are wrapping all four fingers around the front of the bow and and all the way around and you can see that sometimes even veins popping out they're squeezing that thing like they're growing around a sharp curve and holding on to their steering wheel that is not what you want you got to think of you have a machine in your hand that you are the one that influences it and when you pull that back and anchor you add torque and uh different you're canting your bow and you're doing different things and your release that's how you can be consistent as possible and whether you agree with it or not that's why they created the hooter shooter which is a machine that essentially shoots arrows for you so that's a hundred percent consistent all the time just for bow tuning is what that's for and so having those getting rid of all of those human errors mistakes uh, are important in your grip and your anchor. The two ends of the of the spectrum here are where I'm focusing on to really remove a lot of that human error. So I encourage people to put that bow right on their lifeline, from the top of their lifeline to the bottom and through that pad. That's where that thing should go. It's almost like you're kind of lazily reaching out and saying stop to a car with your hand. You go up and, and just that nice nice little gentle you're not doing full-on traffic cop hands straight up in the air but just a little gentle slow down or stop kind of thing that's how your bow hand should set right in on that grip so you're barely touching you're just pushing on it uh, and if anyone is nasp trained national archery in the schools trained there is 11 steps success there and they always talk about you do your draw hand set which is your string and then you do your bow hand set which is your hand and i always get people saying why did you do why would you do the string hand before your bow hand it's like there's good reason to it i do it with my my uh, hunting bow so i set my release on my d loop and then it, as it's pointed downish but up I, i'm kind of setting that that hand my hand like pit on that grip because if you've ever shot at paper you will notice that there's a difference in how you shoot pa- through paper and the rips and tears that you'll make with your 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 veins by putting more pressure on your heel versus more in the pit so you have to try and be consistent with that and set that right in the pit and now i can feel that little bit of tension as i as i set that in there i pull back and it's got its spot it's almost locked in okay then as i bring that up into what in nash call you would call it pre-draw uh i can do a couple of things if you just do completely open hand and relaxed you do need to train yourself not to drop your bow or to flinch to grab your bow that's what why your wrist strap is there so that you don't drop that bow but you can if you got to press on something maybe your index finger on your thumb and just press and that has a way to to create some sort of pressure there that you like i gotta squeeze something well maybe squeeze those and then your middle finger ring finger and pinky get tucked in next to the grip so there's no possible way to grab that grip and and uh 
influence that bow in, in some weird way. So another thing you can do is is maybe just put that index finger right on the on the what you call the uh, not the bow face but the back of the bow. The back of the bow is actually what you think is the front, but you put your 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 finger on the outside of that riser there, just your index. You can't hold your bow right if you're putting all four of those fingers on your riser. Uh, and then it's also potential to slap your wrist if you do have all four on your riser. So just that little little uh, index finger on there and uh, do not squeeze that. Look at your follow through after you shoot to see if you're flinching to grab that bow that's gonna cant it, move it. Uh, and as you draw back, you're looking at your bubble to get that thing nice and level. Okay, all that thing is there, your hand it is there for is to just keep that bow from moving when you pull that back. So try not to let your grip influence your shot uh, during or after. Second tip, have a loose anchor. Uh, one of the big things that I, I found out and was, was getting coached by someone is I was smashing my string into my face. That is not ideal. It needs to be nice and loose. So actually you want to draw out away from your face and then settle it in. You don't want to draw into your face and smash your cheek back and, and pull everything uh, backwards like that. You're, you're really creating some influence in, on that string and uh, can, can cause some, some inaccuracies. So you want to have that nice relaxed face. That's where some inconsistencies can happen as well. If you have a different kind of way you're holding or bearing and grip grinning, uh, or, or just bearing down for like a really long shot, squinting cheek movement, all that, it can move your anchor. So draw that back, settle it in on your face, fall, find your anchor, whether that's on a thumb release, that's my index finger, middle finger, kind of straddling my jawline, uh, and then my the the middle or the the knuckle where my fingers meet my hand that sets right on the the sharp edge of my jawline. So that that's where that is. Or if you're a finger style release, similar thing. You have your anchor point. So settle in on that, but just do not smash that into your face. And uh, it's it's setting on your nose. I like to do just a nice gentle touch on my nose and that nice gentle anchor. Uh, that was a, that was a good tip I got from a, a pretty accomplished archer and I've been using it ever since and that's made a, made a big difference. So there's two shooting tips for you to try as you're going about your 3d shoots. If you're traveling right now and the next time you shoot is a 3d shoot, maybe don't try them quite yet, uh, because you could actually be way off and you're going to miss, uh, because you're used to shooting a different way. Um, and you've sighted your bow in totally different. So, uh, get that, try those couple of methods right there. And I guarantee you're going to have some better success, uh, shooting and being a little bit more accurate. So there you go. Go get out and find yourself some 3d shoots. Uh, they're a great way to get motivated. They are a big motivator for me to, to get out and shoot shooting. I love shooting, but it is one of those things where you get that little competition edge and it's a, it's a fun time. Or if you are not competitive whatsoever, most shoots are not that way. They are not keeping track of score. It's a, it's a you yourself paying attention to the score, trying to beat yourself is really what a lot of those are. So uh, enjoy 3D shoots and uh, 
Um, I think I even got a hashtag. Uh, Hunt AZ gave me one a while ago, or, or uh, kind of started using one. So, yeah. So hashtag is Western Hunting Hub. So uh hashtag use that hashtag on some of your 3d shoots and i'd love to see kind of what you guys are are doing and and uh what shoots are out there heck uh, i'm in western south dakota and there's a lot i'm pretty sure and wyoming montana um colorado for sure so love to see what you guys got going on and hopefully i can make it to some of those shoots someday but i am off to tack here in a day uh that we got our south dakota one here so i'm super pumped to be doing that so anyway as always thanks for listening and uh hope you enjoyed this episode to the land, but it ain't my ground this is god's country